Hi, my name is Kira. I tend to forget to introduce myself, so this is what that is. I am a Seattle-based storyteller, writer, uh, podcaster, you name it. I just really want to share the gospel and share how Jesus truly changes everything. So this is your invitation to stay. You can find other episodes as well as my blog, um, any other important links, all in the description. Also, you can check it out on kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. But there is grace here. There is love here. There is truth here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. God heal amputees. I work at a hospital. I I see and interact with amputees every single day. You're not the only one asked this question. I've thought about it too. Did you know, my Christian friend, that this question is so important that there is even an entire website dedicated to this question? Why won't God heal amputees? If someone asked you this question, Fred Kunkel, an author of Stand the Reason, recommends you respond in this way. What conclusion do you draw from this question? Many may respond in this way. Well, if if God doesn't heal amputees when we pray for him, he must not exist. Christianity sure likes to throw around the word miracles a lot. You, you don't need to know the Bible to know about the miracles of Jesus. Jesus healed a leper, stilled a storm, cured a paralytic, fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, opened the eyes of a man born blind, raised Lazarus from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. And, and these are only the, some of the miracles that are mentioned in the Gospels. This four out of the 66 books of the Bible. There are miracles throughout all of these books. At least that's what it proclaims. When it comes to the issue of miracles, there are really three main questions. Were the miracles of the past true? Are there miracles today? If God performed miracles in the past, why doesn't he perform them today? and in the same way. Lee Strobel, the author of The Case for Miracles, looks into this, and I'd recommend you read the book. It's a great book. I'll give you kind of a quick summary of my thoughts from you know, my own research, but, but know that you could easily write a book answering each one of these questions. So I really invite you to dig into the research as well. We have to start by asking the question, what are miracles? The dictionary gives this definition, a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. If your reason for not believing in miracles is due to the lack of the scientific evidence that exists, that entirely makes sense. And I completely agree with you. We have no scientific evidence for miracles because 
by definition, science cannot prove miracles ever. Now, don't, don't leave yet. As much as I and several Christians trust in science, scientism as a worldview has its own flaws. Right? If you only believe things that science can prove, you're going to run into a massive issue when it comes to morals and ethics. Miracles are essentially when God cheats. It, it, it's when things happen and you can't explain them, not through natural laws. Amy Hall, an apologist, compares this to uh, the virgin birth. Right? Like you, might, you might be tempted to say something like, well, it's impossible for me to believe in the virgin birth because of science. And to you, I'd say you're absolutely right. We have studied science and we understand the natural workings of the reproductive system enough to conclude that virgins cannot get pregnant naturally. But this is exactly why Christians believe that the virgin birth was miraculous. God caused Mary to conceive supernaturally. He cheated. When God doesn't follow the natural laws, these are, these are miracles. Jesus walked on water. Jesus turned water into wine. Are miracles possible? If there's a God who is the king of the universe, who is all-loving and all-powerful, then yes. The God who created the world is very much capable of miracles. He is capable of cheating. So my friend who does not believe in God, hear me out, okay? Like, please give me a chance. I, I want to point out that there are also miracles in your worldview. Alan Shellman, author and speaker, says this. Materialism asserts that everything is or can be explained in relation to matter. So there is no belief in God, angels, or cosmic intelligence as nothing immaterial can exist with this lens. May I lovingly challenge you with a couple of miracle claims. One, it's a miracle for the universe to come from nothing. The law of conservation of mass states that matter cannot be created nor destroyed. So if you have nothing to begin with, You'll have nothing in the process and nothing in the end. All right, ex nihilo. Out of nothing, nothing comes. Have you considered that it is impossible to get one atom, let alone the entire universe, from nothing? Two, it, it's, it's a miracle that the information in DNA arises without intelligence like because every, every time you come across information you know it had to come from someone we see this today as we share facts could you send me the website where you got that statistic hey which news channel did you find that information from who told you that right like inf information never arises on its own dna is the information medium in your cells that contain the blueprints for every part of your body. Michael Denton, a, a biologist, writes, the information necessary to specify the, the design of all the species 
of organisms which have ever existed on the planet could be held in a teaspoon and there would still be room left for all the information in every book ever written. Information never arises on its own. So where did it come from? There's no God and no intelligent, yet all of the information and design code exists in DNA. Well, that's pretty miraculous. Some people claim that you only run into the possibility of miracles when you look at religion. But my question to you is, what about these instances? You could argue that it was by chance, but, but I ask that you, you seek to answer this question. What is the most reasonable explanation? Did all of this just so happen by chance, or, or did God cheat? The Anthropic Principle looks at the design of the universe and 120-plus constants that make the universe suitable for life to exist. So some of these include oxygen level, expansion rate, and like the tilt of the Earth, for example. Even if the universe had expanded at a, at a rate one millionth of a second more slowly than it did, then expansion would have stopped and the universe would have collapsed on itself. So these, these constants, you got to be pretty dang precise. Hugh Ross, an astrophysicist, said that for all these constants to line up just right and by chance, the odds of this happening is were, were 1 in 10 raised to the 138th power. And maybe you're thinking, wait a second, Kira. You, you, can't, you can't quote him. He's a Christian. If you're, if you're so curious, I would say, well, hey, there's, there's a book called Just Six Numbers by atheist Martin Rees. And he, he studied the odds of just six of these constants for them to just so happen. So check it out. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you, but check that out. And listen, even if 1 in 10 raised to the 138th power is slightly off, I want you to just consider this. 1 in 10 raised to the 50th power is considered mathematically impossible. If I colored one atom green, threw it into the universe, and you pick it, you just pick it exactly, the odds of that are still smaller. It would be 1 in 10 raised to the 80th power. Science cannot explain these things because miracles by definition cannot be explained by science. So my question to you is, could God have cheated? What is more reasonable, that the universe did the impossible by chance or that there may be an intelligent designer behind it all? When the question comes up, were the miracles of the Bible true? Did this all really happen? One easy way to evaluate these is by looking at biblical prophecies. It is said that Jesus fulfilled over 300 messianic prophecies. I've made a few videos on this. You can check out Jesus Ruined Christmas. That's an episode or visit the uh, Reason for God miniseries. 
that I made in summer 2021. I believe we have more than enough evidence to confidently say that the miracles of the Bible were true. And really, if you're skeptical about that, technically the only miracle that really matters is if Jesus was raised from the dead. Like th This is the way to ruin Christianity. Disprove that miracle. This is the only miracle that matters because if he did, if Jesus cheated, well, he must be who we proclaim to be, Lord, the one who offers salvation to those who believe Jesus died for us out of love and, and grace and resurrected because he is God. This is the only miracle that matters, but I'll, I'll come back to that. Why won't God heal amputees? I don't know. That specifically is not mentioned in the Bible, but I would love to share with you some of my thoughts and questions and hopefully address the root of that. When it comes to alleged healings, is it God or is it modern medicine? I think it's very situational. Is it a miracle that you overcame that C word that's going around? Maybe. Hi, 2022. Is it a miracle when someone suddenly is able to hear again? Maybe. Either way, I think Jesus still gets all the glory for it. Who was to say that alleged healings are not miracles? There's a ton of those featured in Strobel's book. And listen, even when it is modern medicine, who is to say that God doesn't have a role in that? He created you. He creates doctors. He creates scientists. He creates nurses. He creates researchers. But let's not get too distracted. I think often this question about amputees makes this type of statement. If an amputee grew back a missing limb, this would be a clear case of the miraculous and would offer sufficient proof for God. Meaning that no new limb means no God. Firstly, the problem with this claim is that it is guilty of a logical fallacy called a non sequitur, which happens when a conclusion does not logically follow from a previous statement. God's existence is independent of what actions he chooses to take. It, it would be like if, if I said, I, I will prove to you that you do not exist by chucking this baseball at you. If you catch it, you exist. If you don't, you do not exist. And then like throwing a baseball your way. Like you catching it, that has nothing to do with your existence. Similarly, selfishly, I wish for a billion dollars. Like if that just appeared in my bank account right now, wow, that would be a miracle. But because God doesn't grant that, does that automatically rule out his existence? No. Like what about the kid that wants a puppy? What about the high school student who wants to get into an Ivy League school? God chooses what he, what he wants to do. But also, it has been reported that fingertips have grown back. So does that count? Is that sufficient evidence? 
Secondly, there's this idea that if we witness a miracle, we will have undeniable evidence for God's existence. I don't necessarily see that as true, and here's why. All over the Gospels, it is written that Jesus performs miracles out in the public. Real quick, this is actually another reason why we can trust the Bible. Jesus did everything in public. Surely, if he wanted to just convince people that he is Lord, he would have had some sort of divine encounter in secret. But no, he, he did what he claimed he could do out in the public for everyone to see, for everyone to write about, for everyone to verify that what's written in the Gospels, what's written in the Bible is true. All right, but, but like, here's a catch. Even when he would do the impossible in front of people, they still wouldn't believe him. We see this over and over again. And I, I don't know about you, but I am much harder to satisfy than I think. I, I remember as a kid, I would rarely lose my toys. But I remember I lost my favorite toy. And I was looking for it everywhere, could not find it. And I ended up praying about it. My prayer went something like this. God, if you help me find my toy, I will never ask for anything ever again. Just please help me find my toy. Like, I found my toy, but but I didn't keep my promise. Right? I thought that's all I would need here on out. But here I am still asking God for things. And maybe you can relate. If you can, like, similarly, I think even if God did something in our lives that we can only describe as miraculous, I, I think we'd still ask for more. It wouldn't be enough. Maybe something like this has already happened, but you're, you're brushing it off as, as an anomaly. Maybe there's one event that comes to mind that you can't explain, but you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare describe it as, God showed up. Have you considered, friend, that maybe maybe God has already performed some sort of miracle in your life? Maybe that wasn't luck. Maybe that was God. Thirdly, God is not a God's not a genie. All right, Christians sometimes describe the process of believing the Christian faith to be true as making Jesus the Lord of your life. And I ask this gently, but lovingly, if God were to do everything you wanted, would he be Lord or would you? Like God is much more interested in something deeper and more profound than trying to impress you. He cares about the kind of human you become Christians call God our father. So if God is our dad, like what kind of good parent gives their kids everything that they want? Like I, I'd be such a brat. I've asked for some really stupid things in my life. Thinking in the moment, this is what I need. But it's always much later where I better, better understand why God said no. Even when it hurts, even as it hurts. I've noticed the most growth has happened in my times of hardship. Listen, all, all things are possible with God, even if his answer is sometimes no.
And though he he chooses what he does and what he does not want to do, he is who he is. He is true to his character. We have certainty that God is good. The hope that the Christ follower has is that the best is always yet to come for the Christian. It doesn't matter how crummy or how wonderful this life is. The best is always yet to come because of Jesus. I think sometimes God seems less miraculous today because he has already proven himself enough. Romans 1, 19 and 20 say this, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. One of my favorite things is when we see the most beautiful sunset and I see pictures of it all over Instagram, all over Facebook. Like the sky is no business being as pretty as it is, but it is. I wonder why. We have 66 books that share one spine called the Bible. And this contains the miracles and then the history. I continue to see articles about today's archaeological discoveries that further verify the Bible. Though we know so much about science, we still can't explain creation and the design of our universe. All of those explanations fall short. I wonder why. All right, don't be so quick to label things as just a coincidence. I hinted at this, but really the only miracle you need to believe is the resurrection of Christ. That is what Christianity is built upon. With all the evidence that we have today, the vast majority of New Testament scholars, including secular and critical, agree on these four facts. Jesus died on a Roman cross and laid in a tomb. That tomb was empty Sunday morning. Numerous individuals, including unbelievers, experienced what they took to be the resurrected Jesus. The belief in the resurrection transformed their lives and launched a movement that altered history. See, people don't naturally rise from the dead, so this is a supernatural event. How do we explain it? Could we describe it? as a miracle. The miracle of the resurrection is the only one that matters because through it we see that Jesus did fulfill these messianic prophecies. If he was raised, he is Lord. If he is Lord, his word is true. The Bible is true. And that means Jesus came to save. This is amazing news. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has been passed from death to life. See, with this miracle, everything else follows. Jesus can only be one of the three. A liar, a lunatic, or Lord. So would you try out my worldview? Would you see who this Jesus is and what the Christian God is capable of?
I'd like to just end with some prayer, if that's okay with you. God, you have shown yourself enough through the way in which our world works and through the miracles that exist that cannot be explained by science. You created the natural laws, and you can break them too. You have. You are a God of miracles after all. This gives us hope because we remember that even if we do not get everything we pray for, you remain true to your character. The best is always yet to come for the one who believes in Jesus because there will be one day where death, suffering, and pain will be defeated. There is salvation to those who believe. God, I pray that we can share the good news of the gospel with grace, truth, and gentleness. Help us show the world that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The best is yet to come. Amen. This is your chance, friend. Try out my worldview. See who this Jesus is and why he was so influential. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Would you come taste and see that the Lord is just that good?